what is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Large Mouth Buck Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Scott, and today I'm going to tell you guys a couple whitetail hunting stories of mine. But first, let's talk about dry code gear. They have everything from the ankle-high deck boots all the way to waders. They've got solid colorways, different camo patterns. Sometimes when it comes to being successful in the great outdoors, it all comes down to outlasting the elements. And if you want to outlast the elements, one of the main things you need to be doing is staying dry. Guys, crack the code with dry code gear. Use code BUCK30. That's B-U-C-K-3-0 at checkout for 30% off. All right, guys. So today, we're just going to – I'm going to tell you two stories. The first one uh, – I'm trying to decide which one I should tell first. I've got a couple funny whitetail stories here. Um, let's go with, I think, the one that happened first. So this one, I literally got caught with my pants down. I was about 15 years old, maybe 14 years old. I was bow hunting with my dad and my uncle. So up until this point, I had only one bow kill under my belt. It was a little button buck. I told you guys the story of that deer in a previous podcast episode. So myself, my dad, and my uncle go on a morning hunt. We are uh, we are up on top of this ridge. Now up on top of the ridge, there's a kind of an open field. It's not uh, CRP or anything. It's just... It's, it appears to be a place that they had just clear-cut at one point, and it kind of turned in, naturally kind of just turned into a field. Um, and we were all kind of, I don't want to say hunting the edges of that. I was probably 150 yards off of it up on this ridge. I wasn't real far off the road, and I honestly don't know where my dad and uncle went. They went further back. Um, so... This was a spot I had picked out myself. I, I got up. We all got set up in the morning. This is back in the walkie-talkie days, so we all check, kind of check in with each other. And then the only time you hear from anybody is if they're having any action. Maybe you get bored. You ask if anybody's seen anything because if someone else had seen anything, that gets you fired up. It, it makes you hopeful. gets you to sit in the stand a little bit longer. So... Uh, or, or, you know, you get on the radio and say, hey, I'm getting down. Um, I can't remember if I saw any deer that morning from the stand, obviously. Uh, and the reason I don't remember is because of, of what ends up happening to me. So we sit. I have no clue what time it was. If I had to guess, it was probably... 10 a.m., 9.30 or 10 a.m. I know at this age I didn't have a lot of patience, so it was probably, probably closer to 9.30. I didn't, I didn't sit for a super long time. Like, like now I'll sit till 11 or noon, no problem, on a morning sit. So I, I'm sitting in the stand, and 
I tell you what, my stomach just starts going crazy. And I'm like, guys, I got to get down and go. Uh, I got to go drop a deuce. So I go down to the van and I grab some toilet paper, put up, put up all my gear. I go back up kind of on the face of this ridge. There's like a old, there's like a rock wall on the face of this ridge. And I go up and kind of curl back around it. And I end up on this little logging trail. Now this is a chilly morning. I've got coveralls on. I end up on this logging trail and uh, I find this little pine tree, and it's got a little branch that I can hang my toilet paper on perfect. I get got the perfect little setup. Like I say, it's right on the edge of a um, like a clear-cut logging road or fire trail that I'm assuming went right to that field. I didn't know this this trail this uh, old logging road existed until I got up there. But anyways, I I, uh, I do have my walkie-talkie on me. But that is all I have on me. Um, and the, the walkie-talkie and the toilet paper. So I pull down my coveralls. I'm right on the edge of this logging road. And I lean up against this little pine tree. And I proceed to do my business. Uh, as I said, I'm in coveralls because it's kind of chilly. So, you know, I'm looking to do my business pretty quick. And get cleaned up and just kind of probably go back and sit in the van and eat some snacks and wait on them to get out of the woods. Well, as I'm doing my duty, I hear something back over my left shoulder, kind of towards that that uh, rock wall, that the face of that ridge. And uh, I look over my left shoulder, and there's two freaking deer, probably 50 yards away. It's a big mama doe and uh, a baby. And I just, I really can't believe that they're that close to me. You know, I'm, I'm still extremely new to deer hunting, so I'm kind of, my heart starts racing. I'm on the ground with these deer that aren't that far from me. And they work along the face of that rock wall. And in the meantime, I'm on the radio with my dad and I'm telling him, hey, there's these deer right here. I'm taking a shit, and these deer are right here. And he's like, no way, you're lying. You're lying to me. Well, they start working in behind me. They kind of veer off, and now they're coming in almost directly behind me. And I have to, I have to put down the radio because they're getting so close. I don't want to talk. I don't want to spook them, which... Looking back, it's like, why does it matter? I don't have a weapon anyways. At this point, I'm like wishing that I had my bow because, um, you know, I'm so new to deer hunting. I've only got that one kill under my belt, and I am just absolutely itching to shoot another deer. So they work in, and I'm not kidding you. They pop out. I mean, I'm, I'm literally up against this pine, not moving, at this point, I'm starting to shiver a little bit, and I have already done my business. It's laying there. I'm ready to freaking wipe and get out of there, but I'm just not. I'm not doing it because I don't want to spook these deer. I thought. I guess maybe I thought, hey, 
if you spook a deer out of an area, they'll never come back. I don't know. I was so green. I'm just, this is just, you know, I'm telling y'all what happened, okay? Don't judge me. So they end up working in, and I am not kidding you. The, the woods here, it's not real thick, but it's kind of thick. They end up, I, I swear on everything I love, they pop out about five yards from me to my right now. They've worked in and worked behind me and kind of crisscrossed me. And they pop out not even five yards. If at the most, five yards, they're on that clear-cut logging road with me. And finally, they never saw me. I'm sitting there. I have a, a glove on my left hand, and I'm holding my, I'm holding my hand over my face so they can't see like see my face even though from my butt cheeks up i am completely nude <laughs> uh, a t-shirt on i'm sorry so a t-shirt but then like from the knees to the waist i'm nude and at this point i'm standing up because i couldn't i was squatted for a while and my knees were sh and legs were shaking so bad i couldn't hold that position anymore i'm stood straight up with my back against this pine tree they're five yards from me she gets a whiff she picks up of what i was putting down so she gets a whiff of that she picks up on what i was putting down and she looks at me starts bobbing her head you know how a big old doe does like looking at me like what the hell is that and she starts stomping and the baby has no idea what's going on. It's just standing there looking around. And she's still bobbing her head. And then she looks and stares at me and stomps. And I'm just standing extremely still. At this point, my heart is pounding out of my chest. I think that she's, I don't know deer behavior. I'm like, is she going to charge me? What's about to happen? Well, obviously she does what deer do. And she flies her flag and takes off. Well, as soon as she does that, I know, okay, the... The gig is up, and I get on the radio with my dad real quick, and I say, hey, those deer, they, they're coming towards that field. And sure enough, they end up running right by him. So it was only because of that that he believed the story of what happened. I, I can't remember if he said he was on the ground at this point, if he was still in his tree stand. But it was only the fact that I spooked him right past him that he believed me. Up to that point, he did not believe that I was standing there on the ground doing my business and had two deer come. Literally, I could have almost I could have almost dove and grabbed this doe. So, absolutely wild experience. The kind of thing that only happens to you probably as a brand new hunter. But... Guys, this is just one of the many reasons why I have come to love the outdoors so much. It's close encounters like that with wildlife that just, you can't experience it anywhere else than out in the wild. And just, when you get off the beaten path and get in the woods, you have crazy, crazy things happen to you. So, yeah, I'm, you know, 14, 15 years old. This is a crazy, crazy experience for me. And, uh... No one would probably have ever believed that if dad hadn't seen these deer go by.
I want to tell you guys a quick funny story side note that kind of plays into this. Um, you know, when you got coveralls and you're using the restroom, they tend to bunch up right underneath you. Well, one of our hunting buddies, so it was one of my dad's friends that he used to hunt with a lot. Um, I'm actually friends with his son. He was hunting one time and decided he was going to drop a deuce right out of his tree stand. Well, he does his business, pulls up his coveralls. This is just a story that I've heard secondhand. I've never even heard it from him himself. Um, but I guess he's driving home and he's in the truck and he keeps smelling shit. Guys, he shit right, he shit right in his coveralls, I guess, and then pulled him up and, uh, and, and then ended up driving home like that. I think this is hilarious because I can relate because, uh, one time, two, two deer seasons ago, I had to stop and do my business on the way to the tree. Well, during my sit, I kept smelling like pee, what smelled like coffee piss. And it was coffee piss. I ended up, I didn't, I didn't pinpoint it until I was climbing down, but my shoulder of my coveralls, I was wearing a pair of coveralls and my shoulder, I didn't realize when I was doing my business that my shoulder had got peed on. So I know the feeling. Um, I've never got a number two on my clothing when I'm out hunting. Knock on wood. Um, so yeah, that's that's I guess how we're gonna kick off this pot this podcast is some stories about um, using the restroom and getting it on yourself during deer season. Um, so kind of a couple funny stories there to kick it off. Now I'm going to give you guys um, another story that I have that's kind of a, another wild whitetail experience. I am with a friend of mine and his dad. Now this has got to be around the same time period. I know we were really young. Had I had to be 14, 15, somewhere around there. And we are going spotlighting at a local uh, local piece of state ground not far from where we live. So it's myself, a friend of mine, and his dad. And we are in his mom's brand new Dodge Durango. So if you don't know what spotlighting is, it's something that deer hunters do. Sometimes it's spontaneous. Sometimes we plan it out. Uh, we use it for a lot of different reasons. I love to do it. But but what it is, I guess before I get into why I do it, what it is is you have a, a high-powered flashlight or a high-powered spotlight. And you go out and you just shine it in fields at night. Uh, shine it in fields. Um, you know, you can do it kind of mid-season or post-season you can shine cut corn fields pre-season you can hit up bean fields hit up any kind anywhere you're going to be able to see a long distance you know obviously that's you're not going to be able to do that in the woods sometimes on the edge of the woods if you got a little piece of you know 20 yards 10 20 yards of grass sometimes you'll catch deer right there 
but you're just going out really and you're looking for deer. So you shine the light, you locate deer. Um, I like to use it honestly preseason. I've never really used it myself to like locate um, a buck that I plan to hunt. Some people do utilize it for that. Um, I've honestly never shined. Uh, there's only one one big buck that I remember seeing on public ground. Most of the big bucks I end up seeing while I'm shining are on private ground and there's no public around. So anyways, you, I, I just like to use it. I normally only do it preseason and I go out. It's not even for intel at all. It's just to go out and see deer because I'm fired up that hunting season is just around the corner. So I go out. Some people call it shining. We call it where I'm from. We call it spotlighting. Some people call it spotting. I'm sure there's other names for it. So myself, my buddy, his dad, we're all going out in his mom's brand new Dodge Durango and we're going to go shining, spotlighting. So we get down and we're going and we're seeing deer. We end up coming to this one field and I'm in the back passenger side and uh, my buddy's in the passenger seat and we got a field coming up on my side and I have the spotlight and I got the window all the way down and we come up on this bean field and boom, I hit the, turn the spotlight on and there is a doe, maybe I'd guess 10 to 20 yards off the road and as soon as I hit her with that light, she gets that deer in the headlights look. A lot of times they freeze for a while. Sometimes they'll stay frozen and you'll move on and they'll still be standing there frozen. Sometimes as soon as you hit them, they'll freeze for a second and then run off. You just, you never know. Deer have different personalities, so you don't know what they're going to do. Well, this particular deer, I hit her with the light. And she freezes for a couple seconds, and then she does the last thing that I would think she would ever do, and she comes running at the light. At this point, we're all kind of going crazy, yelling, hollering like, oh shit, here she comes. Oh God, what am I going to do? She runs all the way. At the, finally, at the last second, I turn the light off and pull because I'm hanging. I'm like holding the light out of the rear passenger window. I pull the light and turn it off, and she absolutely full bore plows the back passenger door of this freaking Durango. Plows it. As soon as she hits it, I lean out and turn the spotlight back on. She plows it and crumbles. Just hits the hits the ground, jumps up almost immediately, runs around the back of the Durango and its woods on the other side of the road and runs into the woods. Guys, you can't make this shit up. We are all freaking out, laughing, can't believe what we just witnessed. If my memory serves me right, she dented the door of this Durango. Now you I don't know I don't know if it's just me that does this, but as stuff ages in your head, you kinda the the actual details of stuff kinda get blurred. I would have to go and ask my buddy and his dad 
if the door got dented to verify this. But I want to say 100% that the door got dented because I remember us getting out and looking and, and you know, his dad being like, She's never going to believe this. She's never going to believe that this is what happened to this car, this this new car. Um, so, yeah, out spotlighting and a deer, that just goes to show, guys, these are wild animals. You never know what's going to happen. I have never once seen a deer, other than this time, see a spotlight and charge and go running to it. Absolutely crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So guys, I, I hope you enjoyed these deer stories. And this goes to show when you're dealing with wild animals, you never know what's going to happen. I've had a lot of fun encounters in the whitetail woods. That's why I encourage you guys, even if you're not a big hunter, just get out and hike. The stuff you get to see in nature is to, for me personally, second to nothing because it's it's how the world, it's like the natural way that the world works. I am not a fan of concrete jungles. I am not a fan of the rat race. I love the solitude and just everything about nature. When I get there, I'm refreshed. It's just... I just, man, I, I love it, love it so much. Just love the natural world, and I I just, anytime I need to escape, I go wade a river and fish, or I go hike a trail, or I go run a trail, or, you know, obviously when it's deer season, I'm sitting in a tree stand. I love the hike in and the hike out, exploring new things. So I encourage you guys. Get outdoors if you're not a hunter. I would assume if you've listened to this this far into the podcast, you are a hunter. But if you're not a hunter, I hope these stories motivate you to take up hunting. It is not You not only get to experience some of the coolest things you will ever experience in your entire life, but you get to put healthy, nutritious, wild game on the table. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. I don't really have any other stories at this point that I feel like are that wild when it comes to whitetail. I am going to eventually record some podcasts where I tell you guys some actual stories of different deer that I've killed over the years. And if I, But if I do think of – I just had the, these two stand out the most, so I wanted to kind of put them – they're both short, very short stories. So I wanted to put them together on an episode just so you guys could hear them and I could share that with everybody. Guys, I appreciate you so much for listening. If you haven't noticed on the socials, I kind of got some new stuff going on. Um, if you've got any, if, if you're an outdoorsman yourself or you know any outdoorsmen, any hunters, anglers, if you're ever wondering what to get people for gifts, make sure you're, you know, it's a birthday, Christmas, whatever it is. Father, I know Father's Day is upon us. Make sure you go and check my stories or use the link in my bio go to my link tree and I've got all kinds of links there for instance uh, we got like global ordinance that's firearms ammo all kinds of outdoor goods on that site make sure you follow the link right through there um, that really helps me out 
Also, make sure you're following this podcast. Make sure you're subscribed on all the socials. Guys, I'm trying to make hunting and fishing and being, being just immersed in this my life. I'm trying to make a living doing it. So everything you do, honestly, guys, it helps me out, and it helps me get one step closer to doing this full-time. All right, guys, I appreciate you listening, and I will catch you on the next episode. I'm out.